we are in this series on 40 days of Holy Spirit. And last week, John started us off by talking about the theology of Holy Spirit, the theology of the Trinity and the person of Holy Spirit. And today, we're going to build on that by talking about how Holy Spirit speaks and how we can listen. And that's really fun and really great because, quite frankly, Holy Spirit is a chatterbox. He loves to talk. He does. He loves to talk all the time, constantly. And we can sometimes miss it because we think it needs to look a certain way or sound a certain way or that it's only for some people, that it's only for like the really holy people or something like that. And that's just not true. Scripture is filled with the many, many, many diverse ways that the Lord speaks to his people. So 1 Kings talks about this gentle whisper, but then you read Exodus, and Moses hears the audible voice of God, and God comes as a burning bush, and then you have the book of Daniel, which is all about these dreams that get given, and then you have open visions like in Acts 10, and then you know, God speaks through, through nature and creation. He speaks through one another. He speaks through pictures and words. And maybe sometimes you just have like this nudge to do something or this inclination or you just know something in your knower. I have a friend, Holy Spirit gives him smells. Yeah, smells. So when he smells a certain thing, he knows, oh, Holy Spirit, okay, there's an issue here you want to deal with. Oh, this is what's happening in the Spirit. Holy Spirit will use any and every way he can to communicate with you. And this idea that Holy Spirit speaks and that we get to listen and that we could even then speak out his words and speak out his message and his heart. We often call that prophecy or the prophetic. And I actually think the English language does us a bit of a disservice. And that that word prophecy can be unhelpful. Because sometimes we hear that and some of us get scared. And we think, oh, that's super weird. Or we think, well, that's, that's for the leaders, that's for the prophets, that's you know, for certain people. Or we think, oh, well, prophecy has to be very spiritual, and it has to be, you know, thus saith the Lord. And, you know, I went up to the third heavens and saw you riding a lion and this, all this stuff. No. It's... It's difficult for us because of the English language and because of our 21st century context, because the Bible actually talks about several different things that fall under this idea of what we call prophecy in the prophetic. So the Bible talks about how everybody can prophesy, and it talks about the gift of prophecy. Um, we're gonna, in a few weeks, we're gonna do a teaching on the gifts of Holy Spirit. I'm sure, I think Lance is doing that, so he'll make sure it's in there. Uh, but it's, it's the gift of prophecy and what I would call capital P prophets, people who are consistently used in the ministry of prophecy or who are called to that ministry. There's also something in the Bible called the office of the prophet, 
which is also different and a distinct thing. So we say the prophetic, and we might not be talking about the same thing. So a helpful way to think of it as different swimming pools. It's the same water in each pool, same Holy Spirit, but they are different pools. And you might be called to swim in one pool more than another. It might be for a season you're swimming in this pool. It might be that actually your, your mission in life is in this swimming pool. And that's all wonderful. But that's about your giftings and callings and anointings and, and what God wants to do with you. And, and so that's amazing, but that's not really what we're going to talk about today. Okay, today we're primarily going to focus on this swimming pool where everybody gets to play. The swimming pool that everybody can hear Holy Spirit and obey and speak it out. Everyone can prophesy. Everybody. Even you. Even me. We can all prophesy. And I'm going to prove it to you. If you want to go to Joel 2, it'll come up uh, on the screens or you can grab a Bible around you, feel free to, to pull it up on your Bible app. But it says, and afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Do you know what that Hebrew word for all means? It means all. <laughs> all, everybody, all y'all get Holy Spirit. All y'all can prophesy. See, Holy Spirit wants to talk to you. He wants to have union and relationship and connection with you. And it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter what your job title is or what your giftings are or if you've been saved 50 years or 50 seconds. If you say yes to Holy Spirit, he comes. And he gives himself fully to us. So all can prophesy. Because he loves you. And because he wants to talk to you. And this truth that the Lord loves us so much that he would speak to us, that he would give us his everything, and that we would love him in return, love him enough to listen and to obey and to speak and release his heart and his message is actually the beginning point of everything prophetic. Love is the beginning point of connecting and hearing Holy Spirit. It's also the end point. So 1 Corinthians 13 says, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. You could have the most incredible prophetic gift. And if you aren't doing it from love, if you're not doing it for the purpose of loving, 
You're not a prophet. You're not prophesying. Now, Paul continues a chapter later in this and says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of this spirit, especially prophecy. For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people, but to God. Indeed, no one understands them. They are mysteries by the spirit. But the one who prophesies speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. The purpose of prophecy, the purpose of the prophetic is to edify. It's to strengthen and encourage and comfort. It's to love. And sometimes we get so wrapped up in this idea that it has to be accurate. And it has to be perfect. And I have to hear the Lord and it has to sound like this and all this stuff. And that's just not true. Accuracy is actually secondary to love in the prophetic. I'm not saying accuracy isn't important. It is. But we can practice accuracy. We can steward it. We can try it. We can refine how we hear Holy Spirit. We can grow in the accuracy. But love is the point of it. There's um, a guy called Sean Baltz out in California, and he uh, went to his church when I lived out there, and um, he has one of the most accurate, insane, prophetic word of knowledge giftings I have ever encountered. It is, is actually terrifying. It's so amazing. <laughs> but, so a, a word of knowledge is something within that umbrella of, of prophecy where it's true right now. So uh, you're a nurse. Yes, I am a nurse. You have a bad back. Yes, I have a bad back, right? It's something that the Lord tells us that the person says, yes, this is true right now, okay? And this man moves in that gifting unlike anything I've ever seen. I've seen him get phone numbers, literally people's phone numbers. I've seen him give directions from the church we were sat at to a couple's home, like every turn, every street name, every landmark, mind-boggling. But the most impressive thing about his gifting and the most important thing about it is not his accuracy. It's the way he loves people through it. Every time he, he has these crazy accurate things, he goes, man, Jesus really loves you. Gosh, he knows you so well. He even knows your phone number. Everything he speaks, every prophetic word he gives, points people closer to the love of God, points people closer to their Jesus. If, if you have your dead-on accurate prophetic words, but you aren't doing it with love, you're not prophesying. If, if you aren't doing it to edify and to strengthen and to show people more of Jesus, you're not prophesying, you're just fortune-telling. And I'm going to be real with y'all. Fortune-tellers and psychics and all of that, they can be accurate. But what they can't do is love. Because they are going to a source that is inherently dark. 
It is inherently evil. So they cannot share the love of God. They cannot bring hope into a situation. They cannot bring the person of truth into a person's life. But you can, because you have Holy Spirit. And when Holy Spirit speaks, when he comes, when he gives his heart and his message, things change. Things change. People's lives are changed. Years ago, the Holy Spirit told me to go home to my parents' house and to invite my mom to church and to tell her my testimony. Now, I, I didn't grow up Christian, so I was the first Christian in my family. And he said, uh, tell her the real testimony. Like, not the two-minute squeaky clean, isn't Jesus pleasant, not that one. The real one. The one you would be embarrassed to tell your mother about. The one full of things that had happened to me that would break a mother's heart. And he said, tell her all of it, and then tell her about me. And tell her about the ways that I've changed your life and why you've, I've been healed and redeemed and all this stuff. And so I went home. Uh, I was actually living out of the state, so I quite a ways to go home, but I went home. And I took my mom to church, and I remember driving back in the car with her, so scared, just so nervous. But I did what Holy Spirit asked me to do. And so I told her everything. And I remember holding her hand as she wept. And it wasn't until years later when I heard her give her testimony of Jesus that she said it was when she heard my story, it was when she saw and heard how the Lord had given me the strength to forgive people and the freedom and joy that came from it that made her want Jesus. But it would not have happened if I hadn't listened to Holy Spirit, if I hadn't obeyed what he asked me to do. You know, this is a message about hearing Holy Spirit, it's a message about the prophetic, but it's also a message about obedience. Because when Holy Spirit tells you to do something, you need to do it. If he tells you to speak, you speak. If he tells you to go, you go. If he tells you to stay, you stay. That's all part of it. But when he comes, and when he speaks, and when his word is released, when his message is released, when his heart is released, everything can change. You know, in Genesis, God speaks and the world is created. Jesus says, peace be still to a storm and it's calmed. The prophet Ezekiel finds himself in a valley full of dry and dead bones. And he speaks to it and says, live, and an army rises up from those dead bones. And you have that same spirit. The same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you now. He's poured himself out to every believer. So who knows what could happen when you obey, when you speak his love, when you build up his family. Now this 
probably leads us into the inevitable question of how do I know it's Holy Spirit? This is probably the question I get asked more than anything else in my life. How do I know it's Holy Spirit? How do I know it's not just me and it's not the enemy and it's not, you know, something I just watched on television that night or ate or or something like that? How do I know? Well, my response is firstly, what is Holy Spirit like? Holy Spirit is always loving and kind and encouraging. Even when the Lord disciplines or rebukes us, he does it with love and mercy. And so if what I'm hearing is not loving or kind or encouraging, if it's bringing me shame or anxiety, if it doesn't line up with the word he's already given us with scripture, then it's not him. And so I can get rid of that. Secondly, I remember the purpose of prophecy. Remember, the purpose is to edify It's to strengthen and encourage and comfort. So, is what I'm hearing one of those things? Is there a way to communicate it that is one of those things? You know, the way we communicate the message of God is often just as important as the message itself. There is a way to communicate something Holy Spirit tells us that will edify. And there's a way that won't. You know, if you want to prophesy in in a larger setting, uh, maybe your life group or, you know, a big service like this or something like that, but your prophetic word is going to take you 15 minutes to explain and unpack and describe, that's not going to edify the church. People are going to get confused and lost in it. If you um, may be praying for someone and the Lord reveals a sin issue, Well, there's a way to communicate that with the love of God, and there's a way not to do it. So, for example, if I'm praying for someone, and the Lord reveals that they're struggling with pornography, what I'm not going to say, what I'm not going to do is say, oh my gosh, the Lord told me this, and you're a dirty sinner, and how terrible you are, and all this terrible stuff. No! Absolutely not. That is not God's love or his message or heart for that person. Instead, what I might do is say, hey, um, you know, is there a sin issue in your life that you need to confess? I feel like the Lord's showing me you're struggling with lust and pornography. Or, um, you know, God calls you to be a person of holiness and purity. So what areas of your life aren't lining up with that truth? Same message. Same issue that Holy Spirit is calling up. But one is able to push people closer to Jesus. It's to strengthen them and encourage them and to love them well. And one doesn't. The way we communicate it is important. And we can kind of simplify this by doing the ABCDs of prophecy. So if everything I'm saying goes over your head and you just need one thing, this is your takeaway, okay? ABCDs of prophecy. A always be loving. B, build up. C, cheer up or comfort. D, draw near. If you prophesy over someone, they should be left nearer to Jesus. So if 
that what I'm hearing isn't doing one of those things, or if Holy Spirit isn't giving me a way to communicate it in a way that does one of those things, I need to stop. I need to pause, and I need to go back to Holy Spirit. Because sometimes Holy Spirit might tell you something, and you're not actually supposed to speak it out. Sometimes he tells it so that we can pray. Sometimes he tells it to us just because it needs to kind of stay in the back of our head for whatever our our interactions or, or whatever might be. Sometimes I think he tells us just because we asked and because he likes to talk. Not everything you hear needs to be shared. That's part of the follow up conversations you need to have with Holy Spirit about it. Now, if you kind of use these uh, as your, your filter, you won't get it 100%, right, 100% of the time. But it's a good discernment tool, okay? But you won't always get it right. That's why we practice it. That's why we try. But let me tell you about a time I did not get it right. Because everyone loves to hear those stories, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> so I was practicing prophecy. And... Uh, we were doing something called blind prophecy. So I had my eyes closed, and someone came and stood in front of me that I couldn't see, and I prophesied over them with my eyes closed. So the person's there, and I hear, mighty man of valor. So I'm like, great, got it, okay. So I heard something, and I ran with it, and I ran hard. I was like, you are a mighty man of valor. You're called to be a mighty man of God. God's going to strengthen you to be a man among men. And it was a whole thing about how they were a mighty man of God. Open my eyes. It's not a man. It is very much a woman. Whoops. (laughs) So I am a bit sheepish. And, you know, we both laugh. and, And I got it wrong. I got it wrong because I didn't wait on Holy Spirit. I didn't actually discern with him what I was supposed to do and what I was supposed to say. I was so concerned and worried about getting something, so concerned and worried about getting something accurate that I completely forgot that there was a real live person in front of me that God wanted to give his heart to. So I got it wrong. But that woman got it right, because she then goes, mighty man of valor, that's from the story of Gideon. And I said, I think so, yeah, I think that's where we we get that that phrase. And she goes, oh, um, the Lord's been actually having me read that story over and over again. He's really teaching me a lot through it. And I went, totally, that's, I mean, that's obviously... (laughs) What I meant, yeah, was, absolutely, you know. <laughs> so she did what she was supposed to do, which is she weighed that word. Because if you're a Christian and someone gives you a prophetic word, you actually have a responsibility. Your responsibility is to go to Holy Spirit and discern it with him. To do what First Thessalonians says, which, where is my five? Uh, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. See, she took that word, 
and she brought it to Holy Spirit. She tested it, and she found the bit that was actually for her, that was actually from the Lord. We need to do that. When someone brings us something and says, oh, God told me this, or I think God's saying this, great, thanks, I'm going to go check with my God about it. And we discern if it's him or not. We discern if it's for right now or later. We discern what to do with it. And this is actually what happens on a Sunday morning. You might not realize that this is happening, but every Sunday morning, every really any gathering of the body of Christ, this is happening in some way, shape, or form. But uh, there's a, a group of us, a small group, who ha- holds a spiritual authority in this church, and we are discerning what Holy Spirit's doing. We're weighing whatever prophetic words are given to us. It literally happened during worship. I had a few people come up and give some what they were sensing in the spirit. Johnny came up to me. He's like, this is what I'm discerning. And I'm like, yeah, this is what I'm seeing. Okay, well, well, Holy Spirit, what do we need to do with this? And we had what we think is from him, and it led to this beautiful moment of adoration and holiness. But we're weighing what God's actually wanting to do. We're figuring out the bigger picture that Holy Spirit is building here. And so... You know, on a Sunday, it's usually me, maybe John, uh, whoever's preaching maybe, the worship leader usually. You know, there's, there's a few of us who have a spiritual authority in this space. But in your life group, it might be your life group leader. In a prayer meeting, there might be someone, you know. But there, this is biblical. First Corinthians teaches us that actually only two or three people should prophesy. There's a reason why we don't have 30 people lined up every Sunday morning, everyone giving a different prophetic word that wouldn't actually edify the body of Christ. So we discern what does Holy Spirit want to do. Is it for now? Is it for later? What do we do with that? So this is a very brief overview on the prophetic today. There's so many resources about prophecy. There's podcasts and books and all these kinds of things, and, and, and one's written about all the different swimming pools, too. But really, I can't just teach you about Holy Spirit speaking. You have to actually do it. And so this morning, we are all going to prophesy. We're all going to listen to Holy Spirit. And I know some people just went, <gasps> but remember, all y'all get prophecy. All y'all get his spirit. So we're going to do this together slowly, slowly, gently, gently. I'm not going to force you to say anything or anything like that. This is a safe space. It's a safe space to try and hear from God. It's a safe space to fail. But we're all going to try this. So what we're going to do, just sat in your seat. I suggest closing your eyes because it really helps with distractions. You might want to put your hands out like you're receiving a gift because God's word is a gift. And so what I usually do before I begin listening for a prophetic word is I just pray that everything else is silenced. So Holy Spirit, come and meet us in this moment. And right now we silence everything besides your voice, Lord. 
We silence ourselves. We silence the voice of the enemy. We silence the world. In Jesus' name, we listen to you and you alone, Holy Spirit. And now I want you, he he might already be speaking to some of you. That's great. If he is, roll with it. Let him speak. But if you uh, need a next step, you might just want to ask him, Holy Spirit, who do you want to talk to me about? He might say you. He might say your mom. He might say your neighbor. If you're still not hearing anything, that's okay. Holy Spirit can even speak using silence. So sometimes it's just a matter of being with him. If you need another step, you can say, okay, you want to talk to me about this person or about myself? What do you have to say, Holy Spirit? Is there anything you want me to do Holy Spirit. If you are hearing something a bit more specific, then we can ask him some follow-up questions. So Holy Spirit, what should I do with this? Do I pray into it? Do I share it with that person? Do I just sit with it? we're going to start weighing and discerning the word. So is what I'm hearing loving and kind and encouraging? Does it line up with the Bible and what he's already given us? Remember, prophecy doesn't have to be super spiritual. It doesn't have to be Super specific even. Sometimes the most prophetic thing we can hear is Jesus loves you. And so if all you're hearing is that he loves you, amazing, you're hearing the voice of God. Let's continue to discern it and weigh it. Jesus. 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 Is what you're hearing strengthening and encouraging, comforting, edifying? Is it pushing you closer to Jesus? 
Is there a way to communicate it that would do that? Jesus. The band can start to come up. But stay engaged with this. If Holy Spirit's still talking to you, keep listening. If you haven't heard anything yet, that's okay. This is something we practice. And I can assure you, the Lord does communicate through silence. I don't like when he does that, but he does it. So stay in this space, stay engaged. Keep listening to him.